Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Richard Polly. Hey, yeah. And Adam Tudor. Hello there. Today we're going to talk about the Naboo Starfire, the uh, preview article of which has just dropped on the FFG website. Uh, Rich, you're very excited for the Naboo Starfire. Yeah, How many have you pre-ordered? Three so far, and I'm <laughs> currently eyeing a fourth. What's what's leaping out at you from this article? There's a, a few things that I've I've thought about because it was spoiled in Polish last week. I've had a bit of time to think about some of the things. First of all, is that Anakin Skywalker might not be good, but he's going to be a huge amount of fun. Um, we're just throwing him everywhere with barrels, um, so that's going to be great. Uh, but he's not broken, um, I don't think. Some of the other abilities, Padme, um, whose uh, ability is that if you're in her firing arc, you can only mod one focus result, uh, which means you can't re-roll them with target locks or, or change them with a focus token. She's going to pair really strongly with the Jedi Luminara, um, who can spend force to turn evade uh, things into focuses, I should say. So those are the two things that jumped out to me, uh, first of all, as, as being quite strong, lit, neat little things. Cool. Do you think Padme's ability is good without Luminara? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are throwing a lot of modified, single modified um, attacks relying on focuses to, to hit the 3-4 the um, hit kind of thing. So if you look at Braylon, Tenom, certainly Wedge, often uh, a lot of Force users are relying on their Force to jump themselves up from two hits on a 3 or 4 dice attack to 3 or 4 hits on a 3 or 4 dice attack. So um, it's, it's definitely going to help to keep the list alive and some of the synergies that she's got with the other Naboo uh, fighter pilots. So um, the Handmaidens particularly... Um, have this wonderful thing where if they have an evade and they've given somebody um, the, I can't remember what it's called, the condition that, that they can pass an evade result um, to that person. Um, if they're any other ship, they can just give them an evade token to use as normal. But if they're passing it to a different um, Naboo N1 Royal Starfighter, then uh, they can give them a whole result as well. Um, so while Padme might only have five holes behind or five health behind two green dice. Um, if she's got a handmaiden flying around next to her, she's going to be basically getting three evades a turn. So she's going to be difficult to kill. And if she's got you in her arc as well as that, you know, she's likely going to have some tokens left for offense as well. You can tell you used to fly as a tux a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very as a tucky. It does. And I mean, it's one of the things that I thought about was this is um, the handmaidens are very much like old fashioned Lorik. Because after you shoot something that's flying near them, you can decide whether or not to use their evade to help to defend the other person. So you're giving people those same targeting challenges where, you know, they want to shoot the high value thing that's being protected by the handmaidens because that's your end game piece. But if they shoot that, then it's got three evades all over the place and being passed to it. So, you know, if you put Anakin Skywalker in a um, in an ether sprite with a handmaiden next to him, protecting him, then on the dice that he's throwing, he's going to be at least getting one evade every time, probably more because he's got his force and then he's got his donated evade token. So, And you only have to spend it if you need it. That's the other thing. So it's not like the new Loric where you have to declare before it actually happens that you're going to use it. You wait and see what the dice say and then you choose what to do with your tokens. Yeah, it makes me think they're going to be fairly expensive for that reason. 
think they'll be I, wary of things like that kind of effect because they were it wasn't popular in first edition was it well i mean you loved it but a lot of people really hate that <laughs> yeah it, it was um yeah it was it was one of the things with the defensive stacking in, in first edition that they tried to get rid of it and i think they do need to be careful with pricing um especially as the handmaidens are clearly designed to be flown as as you know two wing women for an ace or for a higher value thing because uh, they're double limited so you can only have up to two of them in the list mm. uh, but that means that you can put two conditions on the table um so you can be protecting two different ships or the same ship twice but you know it's it, it's just a really interesting thing that they're initiative one as well so as well as being you know because they'll get their free evade they'll get their their token because they're always going to land their move um because they're moving at one um but they can also protect board space for the higher initiative ships um, so they can go in and claim a big chunk of the board to stop other ships from flying in and ensure that your higher value ships aren't getting blocked as easily. Yeah. So, Adam, I know you've got opinions on ships with two red attack dice. Do you mm-hmm. think that it's good enough on the Naboo? Uh, for the Handmaidens, I think it's fine because they're, they're bringing something to the list that is outside of that. Uh, I think you'll start to struggle when you get up to Padme or um, even Anakin. Um, Anakin especially is the one that I'm kind of keeping an eye on because they've shown themselves to be so paranoid about Force users having anything good, seemingly. that A Force user on a ship that gets evade tokens, um, I think, is, is in the danger zone to be far more expensive than he really wants to be so to like we can't obviously we haven't got points values yet but ffg did stream a game using the booster fighters mm-hmm. and from that you can guess that anakin and padme are going to be somewhere around the high 40s ish i mean that is obviously very subject to change they okay. could alter decide that won't be the case before they release the points and it's guesswork anyway but yeah. it seems they're going on the expensive side. Yeah, yeah. Th- if if, An- if Anakin's nearly fifty, I worry that he's that that feels like too much. I think there'll be pants at that kind of. In point a fa- in a faction where Torrents are twenty five each, a ship's got to be pretty good to be over fifty points, to my mind. I think so. I mean, if you're kind of getting four of these in a list, that's eight red dice. That's just not gonna cut it you might survive for a long time but i just can't see them killing stuff also there's an issue with their dial i think so if you look at full throttle and where it's appeared before on the defender the defenders are great because they can just 4k back and forth getting their evade maintaining guns on target but for an abu it's only got a three talon roll for turning around so one mm. it does that gets stressed can't do the full throttle evade and then next turn has to do with three oh, blue cool. and it's got three it does to be fair have the three straight and three banks blue so it can clear that stress relatively easily and still get the evade but i think it's going to struggle to do enough damage over the course of a game it's really good that you're on the ball there because i hadn't even considered how they turn around yeah um, that is definitely going to be a weakness so in the article they talk about using daredevil to give it a 90 degree boost which is an interesting concept um because you do the three bank, you get the free of aid, you do a 90-degree boost, um, and you turn back around into combat again. Um, yeah, so but Daredevil it, gives you a stress, you know, doesn't 
Yeah, it does. But you've already got your uh, you've already got your event token, haven't you? So, I mean, one of the other things that um, obviously we've we've had spoiled um, in advance uh, is the plasma torpedoes that are coming out. So we've already seen in this faction that there's a a need to spend points to give your decent ships a decent gun. So the Jedi, you need to spend between 12 and 18 points to give them Delta 7B mm-hmm. um, to get up to three dice. Um, if you want your torrents to have three dice, you need to put missiles on them. You know, so it's it, it's not... I, th- I think they they might be costed lowish because of the two dice, irrespective of all of the defensive stuff, um, because there's going to be a whatever it'll end up being, eight to ten point torpedo tax, you know then you've got to assume that some of the higher initiative pilots are going to have talent slots, and that opens up the possibility of an incredibly expensive Naboo Starfighter that has got torpedoes and Duke, um, with all sorts of things happening. You know, if you fly out the torrents with synchronized console, they can pass it to target locks. And, you know, there's all sorts of little janky squads that have been spinning around in my head using an assortment of different ships, um, and I'll definitely be putting Duke torpedo Starfighters um, on the table at some point, but again, you know, point dependent. They'll probably come in as really expensive, but you might want to put them on one of your races, the like a Rickley or a, a Padme or somebody like that, if you're going to fly uh, one of them as your race. Yeah, speaking of Rickley, he's the one that's definitely caught my eye the most. So he's the guy, basically, if he if his revealed maneuver is faster than the ship that he's shooting at or is shooting at him, he gets to roll an extra dice. So basically, if he's gone a five straight, he will probably be a three red dice, three green dice ship at I-5 with a free evade. I think that's potentially quite good because he can be a you know, proper hit and run and in a way get around those dial issues I was talking about. So he's the one that's standing out to me the most. Yeah, him and the, uh, the other one with the speed-related ability, I think he's at Initiative 3, uh, whose name, sorry, I can't remember at the moment, but which is that if her maneuver speed matches your maneuver speed you can't modify your dice so it's like midnight um, basically but rather than being hooked to a target lock it's hooked to the speed of the maneuver um so it's uh, i think that's really powerful and that comes paired up with that droid um, that allows you to change the speed of your maneuver by one but do the same bearing so two right bank can become three right bank or one right bank which isn't mm-hmm. limited to the naboo starfighters so it might end up living on Jedi, particularly Anakin, if it's not hugely costed for I-6. Yeah, I imagine it will scale with initiatives. You would hope so, because otherwise, you know, you're gonna if it, if it doesn't, you're going to see like 130-point supernatural reflexes Anakin, aren't you, um, with that droid. And even if it does scale, you might see 150-point supernatural reflexes Anakin with that, you know, and, and one torrent just because people like to have fun with ships that are ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not convinced on that I-3 one you're talking about. I just think that's, a lot of times, that's not going to happen. And if a ship is going slow, you don't want to be going slow in a Naboo, right? Because you just kind of pop if you're not getting that free evade. But we'll yeah. see how it goes. Just the, I'm just looking at a stall now, and it's actually quite interesting because it has a one straight as well as a five straight. So it can go very slow and very fast. That's quite cool. It's got a lot of flexibility, which I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, there is actually just a lot on the dial, but it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a weird dial at the same time. I think or I guess clearly, it's weird because it's got a lot of things, right? I think they've designed it to be flown in a certain way, which is what you said earlier, Colin. You know, you're supposed to fly in with fast moves, hit 
stuff really hard, use your tokens to live, and then zip back out again. And then, you know, five round, uh, five straight or three bank round on the board, and then come in for another pass. And, and you know, it, it looks like um, they've tried to design them in the same kind of hit and run tactic as they did the E Wings. Um, so, obviously, they've got the E Wings linked actions terribly wrong. I think with the full throttle ability, um, these are going to be a bit more popular. Yeah. And also, I they look cool. They do look cool. I've been looking up chrome paints to see if I can get them really, really shiny. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's been shown in this article is passive sensors. Go on, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's a new system card with a recurring charge on it. And the text is action, spend a charge. You can only perform it as you'll perform action step. While the charge is inactive, you cannot be coordinated. Uh, but before you engage, if the charge is inactive, you may perform a calculate or target lock action. So basically it lets a lower initiative ship get a target lock at the start of combat so it can get ammunition off. Yeah. Is it before you engage, is it, or is it at the start of engagement? Before you engage. Right, so you basically, you don't take your token and then if you're not dead when it comes to your engagement, then you can take a target lock. Yeah. Okay. Obviously it's... On the surface, it's intended to go on the Naboos because they still give themselves an evade for moving and then they can mm-hmm. use this as an action. But there is, yeah. there is definitely an element of do ships. Like, just off the top of my head, it's got a, a TIE FO in the artwork. Or TIE... Um, TIE SF. SF or, yeah. Do the PS2 ships have, you know, in that, are they willing to give up their action just to maybe live long enough? And that definitely seems like a trade, but I do quite like it as an ability. It, it, a lot of the weaknesses of the more munition-based ships. Um, or tie advanced, possibly. Tie yeah, tie advanced too. Potentially. Uh, we'll have to see. It is. It also gives away the fact that the Naboo has has a system slot, and I think there's potentially a lot of shenanigans you can get up to with. FCS and targeting synchronizer, whatever it is that lets them pass locks around between each other. You mean what's it called? Yeah. Targeting coordinator. The synchronized console. That's console it. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be quite cool, but it all depends on price. I'm really worried these guys are going to be too expensive and see no real competitive I think, play. I think the i2 generics will be reasonably priced, and I think we might see mini swarms of them um, supporting a Jedi. My dream. Ideal dream squad on this is two handmaidens, Padme and Anakin, um, just because I can show prequel memes at people while I'm playing against them. So. <laughs> the reason I hope you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing I wanted to talk about, the, the only other thing was about, we talked briefly about the um, the, the speed linked abilities. Um, so Rick Lee and, and the other person with the, if your move is faster than or matches the speed of another dial. Complexity was not seen in the game before. We have to track the speed of your ship after you've moved it, which is something that you should be able to do. And in the rules, it says, you know, once you've revealed your dial, put it back on the card or something like that, or in the in the guide for how to play. I just, do you, either of you have any thoughts about how this might just end up with lots of people saying, I can't remember what speed move that ship did because he bumped and now there's three identical dials and I can't remember which one was that one's. I think people just have to be careful. There was that, I can't remember what it's called now, but there's the upgrade in 1.0 that let you spin the Shadowcaster's arc if you went up speed three or faster. 
And people remember that well enough. So yeah, I, I I'm think not going to panic. Having to compare, do you know what I mean? It's like oh, I've got four potential targets for this shot. Right? What 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 range are they in? What arc are they in? Um, how many dice am I rolling? How many dice are you rolling? Oh, what speed moves did that one do? And that one. It's just a bit of extra complexity um, that's going to. I think it'll be interesting to see if people just don't bother with it, um, as in they don't bother with the pilots because they just get annoying trying to remember it, or if they always just do five straight to the Rick O'Lee because that way it's always easy to remember. He went faster than you, um, so therefore he's rolling an extra dice. Uh, yeah, I'm sure people will fly them if they're good, and people will just get used to it, right? That's just how yeah, it's going to be. Anyway, those are my thoughts and your guys' thoughts. I mean, as negative as I am, I'm sure at some point I'll be chasing Anakin around gas clouds and he'll just be going, you know, three forward, get his evade boost and he'll have a force and he'll get his free evade from the gas cloud and he just won't die and it'll drive me insane. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that is goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rich. Yippee. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good.